my dad was in the army in World War II. Um, he was in his early 20s, and he actually was stationed in Bayonne, in New Jersey. He was never sent over to Europe or to Asia, but he instead was with a battalion that was guarding the Bayonne Bridge, which apparently was a very strategic location uh, here in the U.S., and his sergeant, for some reason, probably just because he liked to give him a hard time, would never say his last name right. So um, it was always Conway or Conrad. Um, and he, he tried to correct him a couple of times, and that didn't go well at all. So he, he kind of didn't know if the guy was just hard of hearing or what. And then one day they were doing this training where they, I think the, the point of it was that if you had to rescue um, some another soldier that had fallen, in the field, you needed to be able to do that. So they were making them carry other soldiers up the hill on their backs. Um, and my dad was only five, four. So, but he was a farm kid. And I think between all of that manual labor he'd done all his life, and then also having a low center of gravity, he was actually a lot better at it than these big guys. And so he managed to carry this guy twice his size all the way up the hill and back down. And so that was the first time the sergeant ever actually called him by his real name and said, Private Conroy, you did a good job. So he was not, I think he was only ever a private. He wasn't decorated or anything, but there were things about the army that stuck with him for his whole life. Um, he did a lot of KP duty. So he worked in the kitchen, um, did a lot of potato peeling. And uh, he always had a really heavy hand with the black pepper on fried potatoes, which I actually appreciated and still do myself. Welcome to Broken Corners, a podcast where we discuss memories from our lives. This week we'll be discussing uh, our family members who happen to be veterans. Veterans. Oh, my name's Armando. My name's Karen. So I wanted to ask um, about the Bayonne Bridge. Um, did, well, it was a different time, right? I mean, were they really, <laughs> um, were they really worried about uh, being, like, I know that there's a story about, um, it's like a little known story. May not be real, but um, they in Long Island, um, I think German troops had, like came on shore. What? And like through some like mission, but they put a stop to it. So were they worried about something like that? I guess? Oh, I've never heard that. I might have made that. Well, up. it was <laughs> the um, the concern was that they that it was going to be bombed. Okay. That they were going to take the bridge out, and then that would. Um, you know, make the the approach to New York from gotcha. from New Jersey um, less possible. Right. I mean, for for listeners who aren't from the New York metro area, the Bayonne Bridge um, from Southern Brooklyn, you have you have a bridge that links to Staten Island, and then off of the other side of Staten Island, then you have the Bayonne Bridge that links to New Jersey. So it's a pretty. So you who know, was protecting the Verrazano Bridge? I don't know. Maybe there was another battalion. Oh man, you think they would get together and have like. <laughs> beers yeah you would think maybe i'm sure they had beers no the where where i'm from in michigan um it actually isn't that far from what was the most heavily fortified spot in north america during world war ii which okay. was the sioux locks okay do you know that's the no i don't know it's the connection um so there's the lower peninsula and upper peninsula of michigan and then where the upper oh, peninsula there goes, there goes the hand there goes the hand <laughs> put your hands hand in the air <laughs> Uh, so the, there's Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan and Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, and they're connected by the ambassador bridge. And then there's also the locks, which is where cargo coming in from the Atlantic through Canada, the St. Okay. Lawrence Seaway comes down, um, into the great lakes. And so I guess it, it was considered a strategic enough location. If you took that out, that it was right. really heavily fortified. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I wonder like, you know, if those, 
they probably wouldn't be guarded. Or maybe they are still guarded today. There's probably some. Like, I'm, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> technology is so much better where they could probably, they don't have to be there to. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I mean, it's, it's pretty far inland. Yeah. It's just on a waterway, but it's pretty right. far in. Yeah. Yeah, my, my dad was a uh, Marine in, in Vietnam, and he saw combat. Um, I don't really, there's not a lot of stories, because, you know, but uh, one story that my mother told me was that um, he had two Purple Hearts and a Navy Cross medal uh, for basically saving his platoon. Oh, wow. Um, which my sister has all those medals. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Um, anyway, um, so that, is that the resentment episode? That's the, yeah, the sibling <laughs> resentment episode. Um, so basically, but the story is that, um, he was a machine gunner and, uh, he got shot in the ass and he just basically gave them cover fire until everyone was able to, um, like leave. Wow. So, but the story goes that he didn't, he didn't know what he was doing. It hurt so much. That he just kept his finger on the trigger. It held it down. <laughs> yeah, just held it kept down. Kept spraying. Oh wow! And so yeah, and then he, he finally got out. He had yeah, he had two purple hearts because he got shot in the ass, and he also had shrapnel in his chin. Okay. So that's uh, that well, was what years story. was he over there? I want to say well, it was in the late sixties. I want to say okay. So I'm not really sure, but yeah, but whenever Vietnam was. <laughs> he was there. It was, he was a, it was a long time. Vietnam was a long time. He was a tourist. He had a hiking tour. <laughs> he was a tourist. You know, he went back in the eighties. No, uh, uh, I'm kidding. At first, I thought you said he was a tourist. I thought you wanted to talk, um, like, oh, he was a Capricorn. He was a Libra. Oh no, no, he yeah. was a Virgo. <laughs> that seems about right. Um, did you ever did you ever get to talk to him about any of that stuff? Or? Not really. The only thing, like. Um, I think one time I had, like, an Army T-shirt on, mm-hmm. and, he, like, he told me I had to take it off. Oh, because he was Marines? Yeah. Ah. Was he a tall guy? No. He was, no? like, I'm, I'm not tall. He was probably, like, maybe 5'7". Okay. And I'm, like, 5'8", so I'm, like, one inch taller on it. Oh. This is not interesting, but I always thought you were 5'10". Oh, no, I would <laughs> like to be 5'10". <laughs> when I wear my lips. <laughs> Um, I always remember when I was a kid that the the Memorial Day in Fourth of July parades that it was so cool to see the soldiers. Yeah. Um, in it, and you know, kind of emotional. Um, I know we've talked about nationalism not yeah. being super duper, but they're not still a fan. not a fan. But um, you know, I know it's. It, I guess it's kind of sentimental, but there is something about seeing people who've who've served, and especially to see the older guys from World War Two, and yeah, you know, walking out with their. Um, with the other guys that had served, that was always really cool. Yeah. It was no. kind of like the opening for the summer. Well, yeah, I mean, I say I'm not a fan, and but uh, when I watched all ten episodes of Band of Brothers and Bald Like a Baby during some of them, so like, yeah, because you know, you ever seen that? No, it was on HBO, and they had like um, prior to each episode, usually bookending the episode, they would have the actual guy, whoever was still alive, mm. um, just kind of like give a little like intro into the episode like what was going to happen because it was oh, actually okay. based on a true story yeah and then when you would like like you would see the event that unfold and you would see them afterwards it was it was really, really emotional you're like holy shit like yeah so i mean that was brilliantly done i would recommend anyone to watch it okay maybe i'll check it out later using your hbo go password we don't yeah. uh, <laughs> secrets <laughs> Secrets. We'll save that for the secrets episode. Yeah, that was always like the intro into like the 
summer, right? The Memorial Day, right? Yeah. The parade. Well, where so where I'm from, because it's so far north, um, I only this year realized that it was parallel with Montreal, so it's pretty far north. Um, it was never really all that warm at Memorial Day. Right. So it's, What temperatures are we talking about? I mean, not probably like... 60s, yeah. 50s, 60s. So, I mean, warm, not 50s, probably 60s. Well, that's but, probably warm for you guys. Well, there's no <laughs> snow anymore, so that was a yeah. bonus. This, I mean, the snow wasn't definitely melted until, like, April. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it's been funny living here where Memorial Day is the, it's the summer kickoff. Yeah, and it's, like, it took, it's like 80, 90, right? Like, yeah. it's really hot. <laughs> yeah, that took me a long time to get used to. But for us, it was more the, the 4th of July was the official, it's summertime. Right. Did you, were there, did they have 4th of July parades here? I, no, I think, I don't, they might have. Yeah. I just don't know. I know, well, obviously we have the big um, 4th of July Macy's Spectacular Fireworks Show. Oh, that's correct. Every uh, year. Um, I'm sure local towns would have. I know definitely we have, um, in Queens, like on Myrtle Avenue, there would be a Memorial Day parade. Okay. Where, um. You know, veterans would definitely walk. Um, and, you know, down here, down, I live close to Myrtle, so, like, no, I'm giving away my <laughs> address. But, um, and they would have that. But 4th of July, I've never seen anything. But I think the 4th of July, if I'm not, mm, no, that's a lie. Because that would be earlier. Okay. So I don't think that's anything happening. Did you go to parades when you were a kid? Uh, I don't like parades. I'm what? Not a, I hate, I actually hate parades. You hate parades. Have, ha- have you ever been in a parade? I've never been in a parade. Oh, that'll change your perspective. You think so? Like, I need to be in the parade? Yeah, you don't understand your feelings. <laughs> Until you've been in a parade. Yeah. No, I don't like parades. I, I, I think it's a waste of taxpayer dollars. Um, you thought that when you were eight? Yes. No. <laughs> no, I, I went to, um, when I was a kid, my mother <laughs> took me to the, and my sister to the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Okay. And uh, we all sat there, and, I mean, it was fine. Like, there was great food and everything, but it was just so crowded yeah and, and as a kid and even to this day I'm, I'm uncomfortable in crowds right you know and as a kid oh that's I, true because everything here is so full on it's so crowded yeah i mean it's like the the thanksgiving parade I, all the parades yeah like the there's Day parade which is another that's true another one that's crazy where it's just like people are just partying way too hard okay uh, on saint patrick's day oh yeah and like they're like you know, the worst thing about St. Patrick's Day is coming in on the subway when people started partying <laughs> at like 7 a.m. And you're just trying to get to work. Right. <laughs> and they're just like, ah! And, and, then, like, oh. and then I always feel like the corollary to the St. Patrick's is the SantaCon awfulness. Now. Oh, no. Yeah, it's true. There's just all these horrible people but dressed as Santa. But those are great because, like, you know, you always see in some corner um, two Santas fighting. And then two Santas kissing. Yes. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> and these little kids are just looking around like, Mom. Like, yeah. Why is Santa so bad? Um, well, I mean, yeah. So where I'm from, you know, it's a town of like 17,000 people. So mm-hmm. the it's, it's a much more low-key experience. And for me, it was about candy. What is that like? What is what like? I'm sorry. That was just, when you said 17,000, like... There's a building up the block with 17,000 people. <laughs> what is that like in our neighborhood? Well, so there... I didn't live in town. Okay. I lived out in the country. Sticks. Sticks. <laughs> um, and so, you know, for 
for me, the neighborhood was our township. Okay. And, um, which was Springvale township. So would Springvale have not 17,000, probably had less, right? Springvale, so Springvale was, would be included in the 17-ish thousand, and it was probably, I don't know, 500 people. Did it have the sign where you leave, it would tick down, and when you would come, it would, like, tick up? Like, no. <laughs> like in this movie. No. The, the, so the main town, so in, in Michigan, it'll have a sign of, like, um, you know, Petoskey, Petoskey Boys Ski Team 1997 Champions. Okay. That's what the signs say. Right. That's That's what, you know, is the big deal to note is, the, you know, who the, won what skiing trophy what year. That's right. Yeah. I mean... But, like, where... So, out in the country, um, we'd have... Sort of the community was centered around the township hall, which was the fire hall. Right. And it was where you'd go vote. Yeah. And then also is where we'd have... um, The big event in the summer was... um, (laughs) If you had stuff you didn't want... You would just put it out at the end of your driveway. Okay. And then... It had to have been connected to the firemen. They would come around and collect it... And then you would set it on fire. No, they would take it to the township hall. And if it was good, you didn't want to set it on fire. You don't burn the good things. Oh. Somebody, somebody's going to want it. So then you would go. Uh, they would just haul it all over to the township hall, and then everybody would come with their lawn chairs and everything for the auction. Oh, okay. And you'd have like you could buy hot dogs and you know all kinds of like low low key carny food, and um, you'd just sit there and buy everybody's crap. So, yeah, you fun. just swapped it around. It was it's awesome. Like Craigslist prior to Craigslist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, but out in the out in the country. Uh, yeah, with hot dogs. With hot dogs, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was always a good time. I loved the auction because I loved... Um, Would you, like, score some stuff? Oh, yeah. And you'd be, like, really happy with yourself, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. It was exhilarating. <laughs> I loved... Um, I always loved, you know... Uh, like luggagey kind of boxes and things like that. So like, like treasure chests. Or like... Uh, like I got a um, it was a train case. Okay. I eventually realized you know this rounded um, little piece of luggage like what a woman in the forties or fifties would oh, use. Oh, would put her like um, not weight. like it was a hard sided little piece of talking. luggage yeah, yeah, yeah. and it would flipped up and had a mirror. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got that one year and that was a big score. And then I got a, a set of records that came in a little rectangle container that had you know the they were in individual sleeves within it but i love the box that it came in like 45s like 45s yeah. yeah so it was all stuff like that and you you never knew what you were going to get but you always came home with something you, you come home with so you had to come home with yeah when yeah. you said records do you remember those records that were plastic yeah and they were like they were like fisher price or something like that yep and they had like the like the pumps on them i think I don't, I don't know. It was that. like the first record player that I like we had, but it was a it was a toy. When you said that, it just reminded me of it. I had a strawberry shortcake record player that was pretty baller. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we had we had all Disney records of movies. We would have the like the, the record in the storybook. Oh, okay. Um. So like, I remember like hearing Bambi get shot on the record and be like, Bambi, no. <laughs> That's something you need to hear all the time. Yeah. And now and then you have, but then you have a meat freezer that Bambi's mom would be in, <laughs> in your brother's room. Right. And it wouldn't, the meat freezer wouldn't fit in my room. Definitely not. Yeah. No, that was the, that was the big summer event for summer. us for sure. But we did a lot of other, like, did you guys, what was summer like for you here in the city when you were a kid? Well, I, 
I hated summer as a kid. I oh, I always hated, like, because you know what it was? We weren't, like, I wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> I was just going to be there and, like, just be bored. Stuck. I hate the fact that, uh, I hated the fact that, like, um, TV shows were on hiatus. Mm. Um, you know, like, everything stopped because of summer. And, like, my, my routine is now interrupted. Okay. Um, so, you know. But did you get to, like, go out and play with your friends and stuff? So we had a backyard. And so I played with my friend Fred. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we would play. We would get up in the morning. Uh, I would always sleep in a little bit. He would get up. And he would, like, kind of, like, throw rocks or, like, try to knock on the, you know. And then I would wake up. We'd play from, like, maybe 10 a.m. to about. He would throw rocks to wake you up? Yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, he was bored. And we were bored, we were bored kids. Yeah. And we were like, we've known each other since we were five. So um, we would go and play, uh, whatever it was, G.I. Joe, uh, you know, Army or whatever. And yeah. then when it, from like, at like 12 o'clock, when the sun is like really, from 12 to 4, we would just go inside. Okay. And watch cartoons. Yeah. And then after 4, we would come out and just play again until the nighttime. So that, that happened for a while, and that was fun, but it was still boring. <laughs> so then, like, my mother had a bright idea for, like, maybe four summers in a row to send me to the Bronx, to my cousin's house. To your cousin's. So that was also, um, in, that was fun. I would probably stay two months in the Bronx, or maybe six weeks. Okay. And the first two weeks were great. That's all I got. Because <laughs> after a while, I just wanted to go home. I didn't have the freedom. All my stuff wasn't there. Right. And, you and you're just sort of on good behavior in somebody else's house. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I'm, I need to go. I need to get home. But they, I don't know, did, uh, you may have just said this. Did they, they had kids your age or? Yeah, I would, I would basically spend the time with my um, cousin and he was about a year younger than me and his sister was probably like two years younger than both of us. Okay. Uh, this was the uncle who I was telling you about worked for the MTA in the last episode. Oh, okay. Or last two episodes. Uh, where, so, yeah, so I would spend time there. And, um, that, I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just I wasn't home. Right. I like to be home. I'm, I'm a very <laughs> home person. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think also probably, like, hearing everyone else's adventures that they would have in the summer mm-hmm. when you get back to school and you had, like, oh, I went to the Bronx. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's not, you know, you're like, oh. It doesn't have the same ring. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Did I Did you have a choice about it or? No. 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 My sister would never come. Like, she would be doing her own thing, but I would be, like, forced to, like, yeah. go. I don't know why. I gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I felt that, well, when you're, when you're a kid, summer's, I mean, any time is long. Yeah. When you're a kid, and there always were points where summer felt like it would never end, so, um... I mean, I read a lot and I'd go, I'd go if I was sick, everybody, um, we'd live by the woods and then there was like a big embankment and then there was a, a creek that yeah. ran down in the woods. So I'd go down there and I'd go read down there and just play and had a whole, you know, I had a whole plan for like a life I could create down there if I needed to. Um, <laughs> I always had a plan. So like, I got to go to this auction and buy some more stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> live down here. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. My brother and I would we'd play a decent amount. He was he was three years older than me, and sometimes we'd play with the neighbor kids, and we play, we play baseball and stuff like that yeah. a lot. But then oh, but then he was always in little league, mm. and um, 
not to just continuously whine about stuff, but so I, w- I was never, I wasn't allowed to be in. Have you heard this podcast? I know. This is our thing. I know, it's my thing. <laughs> but so I, it, that was one of the things, like playing organized sports was one of the things I wasn't allowed to do because I was a girl. So I couldn't, oh, yeah. like I couldn't do for, yeah, I couldn't do like t-ball and then softball, yeah. which is what the girls, you know, equivalent to baseball was in my town. Um, but and I just had to go to every one of his baseball games because we were sucks. one of those families where you do everything that together. Um, and, and he was a catcher. He was pretty good, but it was, yeah, it was funny after, after a while I started to hate baseball because of that. Um, I could see that. But then when I was in, when I was in high school in ninth grade, um, every freshman had to take freshman PE. Mm -hmm. Um, but they had the, like the varsity football coach, he would combine teaching one of the, um, he would always like combine a freshman PE class with his upperclassmen weight lifters from mm-hmm. the um, from the football team, and I was in this class and they were like, "Oh, it's time to do." We would do units, you mm-hmm. know, where you did different um, sports. So it was time for the baseball unit, and he said, "Okay, so everybody who's who's played organized baseball here, and everybody except for me and three other, we were all fat girls. Everybody had played." Little League Baseball. So he's like, okay, everybody else, you go over on the far diamond, and then I'm going to teach these for, you know, how to hit the ball. Right. So we go, we go, and he's like, okay, who wants to give it a try? Who wants to see if they can hit the ball? He goes out on the mound, and he just, you know, underhand lobs me this meatball pitch mm-hmm. just straight over the plate. And I hit it, and I hit it straight at him so hard that he fell to the ground because he had to duck. <laughs> Like, it's the only, like, sports, like, Rudy-style moment of triumph I right. ever had. And and he got up, and he was like, I thought you said you'd never played baseball. And I said, you didn't say who's played baseball. You said so who's played organized, organized baseball. baseball. <laughs> yeah. It was so, it was a moment of beauty. He deserved that. Well, I, I, it was a good surprise for him, I think. Well, now he knows. Now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows. <laughs> um... I don't know. Did you like do a lot of? We did a lot of swimming because I come from a land of many lakes. I heard about those lakes. Yeah. Um, no, I actually um, I learned how to swim in the Bronx. Mm. There was a pool called Tilden Pool, and it would cost two dollars to get in. Nice. So we we spent a lot of afternoons there. And basically, there there was you know your entry, but then the far end of the deep pool was like I think it was like nine feet. So they just said kind of like pushed me in it's like all right yeah like the old single swim and i just kind of like doggy paddle or figured it out right i mean i'm a terrible swimmer but yeah i can basically swim a pool yeah (laughs) like you know yeah that's was the i always had fun in the pool though i I like i prefer pools over beaches because i don't like i don't think but see summer me we just don't get along i don't like the beach right i don't like sand well, it's very, I mean, I grew up with freshwater swimming, and that also is very different than, that's, to me, it's it's less of a production because you're not swimming in poison, which is what salt water feels like sometimes. Well, well, freshwater freaks me out, too. Why? Because it's not that fresh. It's, well, it's not that fresh, no. But it's not salty. No, it's not. I remember I was in Florida maybe like six, seven years ago. We went to like a spring, like a... One of these springs. Uh, one of these springs. <laughs> Which is water was coming out of the ground. Yeah, and, like, yeah. people were, like, I was just kind of disgusted by the fact that, like, there was so many people in the water. And, like, I felt like, I, 
I felt like the only thing missing was a bar of soap. Like, I just felt like they were taking baths in the springs. Like, it was really disgusting to me. I didn't like it. It just wasn't enough water to make it okay? It just wasn't enough um, etiquette ah. <laughs> to make it okay. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, with pools, you're all in there together souping it up. It's just that you've put enough, like, poison Chlorine. in the water yeah. to kill. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. I'm good with uh, chemicals. That's I'm not fair. Getting, like redneck trucker hat dude, like just cleaning his pits in a spring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just... Nope. No, that's fair. That's you know fair. What I mean? Like so. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole other issue, and it's also so bad for the, um, it's so bad for the environment to use just straight up soap, in fr- yeah. you know. In no, he wasn't water. using soap. He was just like you know like because people like would do that when they were camping oh, sometimes. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there's it's funny because there's Florida that you that I know like Orlando and stuff like that mm-hmm. like Miami um, because I've been there but then when you drive to like northern parts of Florida you're like oh sh- yes south yeah <laughs> you know what oh, I mean oh yeah <laughs> you're like oh yeah that's right this is this is part of the south and um, keep driving <laughs> it's like quickly yeah accents in Florida Vary so much too, because of that. I think. Yeah, I and mean, well, and also you have so many imports. There's so there's well, I mean, you have Latinos, you have like Haitians, you have uh, other Caribbean folk, Cubans, you know, yeah, Latinos. But and then you just have like the people who who are up north, holding it down, holding it down. So they say, lifting us up. Uh. <laughs> Uh, this is completely unrelated, but another thing I thought about when I was thinking about summers when I was a kid, like every, every, it seemed like almost every town around us had their own little special festival. So there was one, um, Boyne Falls had the Polish festival, oh. which a lot of sausage, a lot of beer. And then they had, um, they had a tractor pull competition. Tra- oh, okay. So where horses would do these feats of strength. And we, oh my God, we'd be there for like eight, nine hours. It just was. Um, to watch the horses do the feats of strength? Yeah. Because um, my dad really loved it because it went back to his, his farming roots oh, kind so of thing. Was, uh, yeah, but um, I was, you know, I loved seeing the horses. But then after you see, you know, horses pull things that are chained apart from one another. Right. The first two or three times it's cool. And then, you know, like, well, you know, check, I- please. I'm not a big fan of horses. So, um, I don't like them. I, that town was predominantly Polish, I would imagine. Yeah, or it had been. Oh, it, it, had it was been. so small, too. Okay. It was so small. So it was Boyne Falls, and then Boyne City had the Mushroom Festival, which was all about morel mushrooms. Okay. Well, Have you ever had like, those? No. Morel mushrooms are amazing. What's it like? What is, are they large? Are they small? They're. They're probably, you know, it, it depends. They can vary, but they're most are probably about thumb size. Yeah. Um, and they just have an amazing flavor. Mm. If you buy them um, in their wild, I don't think they're, I don't think they have cultivated morels. Maybe that, that could have changed by now, but, um, but it's something like in the springtime around the time that the trilliums are in blossom out. So trilliums are these white sort of wild lilies okay. that are really small. And so, at the point where you drive down the road and see the trilliums out in the woods, then you would know it was time to start checking 
your spots that would have mushrooms. So you would start, like, you just go and pick them. Yeah, you'd just go, I mean, in every, <laughs> some people would keep their special spots secret. Oh. Um, but if you were lucky, you had a couple trees in your yard that yeah, were, like, uh, the good spots for right, it. Right, right. Um, but they just, they have this amazing flavor. You fry them in butter, and they almost taste like steak. Mm. They're, um, yeah, it's a really unique flavor and if you buy them now by the ounce even if you buy them dried they're like 25 dollars a pound or now a pound an ounce right yeah yeah it's really good but so there was there were those two festivals and then you know like there was another town had the strawberry festival and another one what what did your town have we didn't have one why we had the county fair okay but we didn't have um we didn't have a special festival why i really don't know i don't know i mean we had the state stone. That's important. The stone of Michigan, the Petoskey stone. Like the, the but we didn't have a festival about the it. The gall stone in Michigan. The gall stone. No, Petoskey stones are, um, are fossils. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you put them in water, then they have these cool interlocking patterns of the little creatures that are crystallized inside. Yeah. That's if all. If you were to uh, go back and create a festival, what would your like, theme be? Cement. Cement festival. Cement festival, because there was a cement plant there. <laughs> that was where my dad worked. So we'd have the cement festival. What would the games be? Uh, try to breathe through the through the choking dust. Um, try to clean your windows through the choking dust. Mm. Um, now there's this there's this big um, there's this big like housing facility there called oh no it's something harbor Bay Harbor. Um, that's full of condos, which when I was a kid, I would have said were for rich people. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, we could have, you could have some kind of gentrification game, suppress your rage, maybe. Mm. That'd be another good game. I thought you were going to say suppress your race. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to do that there. <laughs> you don't need to do that. There's pretty much. Oh, well, I, you know what? I haven't been back in a long time, so there, there could be more diversity than there we used to be. We could do an episode there. We could. <laughs> Something to look forward to. We may be doing an episode in New Orleans. Yes, we may be. In the next couple of months. So keep an ear out for that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, were there, I mean, were there New York festivals like that? Um, you know. Like by uh, neighborhood or something? They, do you know what they were? They were block parties. Oh. Uh, so, you know, you get, you write to someone in, uh, I guess, the uh, parks department or somebody or, and to close off your block. Oh, yeah, I've had that happen where my neighbors come and, like, get signatures yeah, to so they, have um, enough people agree to it. Yeah, so they, I guess they would send it to, I don't know, maybe the borough president. I'm not really sure how that works, but... I'm, this uh, guy. This guy. He, he sent it to a guy, and the guy closes the, the block off for you. So no cars can drive up the block, and then everyone just kind of, like, no one parks on the block, and everyone just kind of, like, comes out, puts their seats in front of their house, and, like... Sometimes some neighborhoods will get a bouncy house. Yep. And then, like, you know, they just have, like, stuff. Barbecue and stuff. Barbecue and stuff right on the front stoop. So there was that. Um, One of the big ones that was actually, like, sponsored by, like, corporations, like, you know, Chase Van Bank, Con Edison, and things like that, was, like, in Flushing Meadow Park. Oh. So I I forgot the name of it. It would be, like, the weekend, and you'd go. Like, it was probably, like, Queen's Day or something. It was every summer? Yeah. Okay. And it was in June, and you'd go, and you get a whole bunch of, like, tchotchkes. You get, like, Frisbees. Yeah. You know, all with, like, company names on it, you know, like, bags. All garbage. You don't really need it. But, you know, it was the 80s. Plastic was everywhere. Do you know <laughs> I just remembered this very minute? Because we've talked before about you enjoy slot machines. Yes. And I don't like gambling at all. Um, not in any way from a moral thing. I just don't enjoy it. <laughs> the part of why was because... 
there was one summer at the county fair where I was obsessed with there's the there's a game where it's like um, it's this giant rectangle that has glass windows where you shoot coins to make it push other coins off. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I that's sp- not game. I it, I spent like every every single quarter I could possibly come up with at yeah, that man. thing, and never won. And then I, and just the sinking feeling I felt in the pit of my yeah. stomach of the I just you know I just lost. And I probably, in total, spent $12 over the course of two days. Wow. But I was just displeased about that feeling. Because all you would have won was more coins. Which is what I wanted. Which was not going to add up to 12 bucks. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, there, I mean, there was a treasure trove in there. You could really hit a yeah, bonanza. That you added. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I never understood those games because it's like the thing is pushing it, right? Yeah. So it's like every time it pushes the coins forward, but it's, it just never... I think I had maybe one fall off they, once. They probably had like molasses on the under the coins, <laughs> so like it kind of like molasses. <laughs> yeah, I just like the word molasses. <laughs> I like a molasses cookie. I don't think I've ever had a molasses cookie. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. good. It's good it. with ice cream, vanilla. Well, anything's good with ice cream. That's not true. What? 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 Genocide. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could have, uh, like, uh, ch- uh, chicken korma. Not sure. Not good with ice cream. What if it's waffles and chicken? And ice, well, and ice cream. All right, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I like sweet and savory together, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to take this position too hard. Yeah. You're right about the genocide one. Oh, I had sweet and savory at a festival here in the Cité, which was the... Um, I'm going to say the name of the Black Mirror episode and not the real name. It's not San Junipero. San Janeiro? San Janeiro. The se- September. Yeah. The, in, um, in Little Italy. Yeah, I got a guy. I got a guy. Um, I had a rapist with, um, oh. with a really thick melted mozzarella yeah, yeah, in yeah. it. And the rapist, re- it, it was a lot sweeter than other ones I've had. And that was really good. Which is weird because that's not an Italian dish. No, there were a lot of Latino vendors at it. Yeah, we're going to make some money. Latino. We're going to make some money. Yeah. They, uh, San Diego Fist is weird because it's always like... You What's go, it for? Do you know? I, I mean, I'm assuming St. That, Janeiro. Saint, right? And then you just go get a, you get a sausage. And exactly. What if it just means... Janeiro means generic. St. Generic, generic. It's generic festival. Yeah. yeah you, get, you go and get sausage. You get... Uh, the, is it Zeppelin's with the sugar, the sugary powdery thing? Yeah. And then you get and uh, sometimes chocolate sauce. I've never had it with chocolate sauce. And then you get socks. Socks. Yeah, because the vendors sell socks. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they always decorate little Italy. It's so pretty when you look down the side streets and they've got the the lights hanging yeah. up and everything. I don't. In Godfather Two, that was was that the San Gennaro? You don't. I've seen it, but I can't remember it. It's when De Niro gets rid of the uh, guy. Nope. No. I'll have to look that up. <laughs> I mean, that would probably make sense. Yeah, because they have a big, it's like a big thing, and then they have like a, like, like a march through the, like a parade through the town, wherever that is, and then he does his thing. I don't want to ruin, I don't want to spoil a 40-year-old, 45-year-old movie. <laughs> I don't want any spoilers. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I don't want us to have to spoiler alert that. You know, but it's a good movie. You should watch it. So, we were talking about veterans, which 
We oh yeah we were. Um, I was wondering like yeah I've had a lot of military family. Um, yeah. Let me see my oh, and a lot of my yeah a lot of my dad's uncles yeah. my dad's uncles my dad's brothers were were in the war too. Uh, my uncle was in the Air Force. My other uncle was in the Army, and my grandfather was in the Army. So all those yeah people were I don't know well there has to be a war going on for you to be called a veteran right. I don't think so. no. You just have to. You just have to be in the service. In the service. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because I mean, uh, Korean veterans of the Korean conflict would not be considered veterans then. Right. We have a VFW around the corner. You want to take a walk? Is that by the Wings place? <laughs> it is by the Wings. I thought place. so. It's I thought right I remembered there. that. Yeah. There's, there's always like a little old man smoking with like his little hat. Yep. And you could tell he's seen some shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we had in the the first place I lived in New York um, when I moved in with Brian and his roommates when he was in grad school. Um, there were these two older couples who lived next door to us, mm-hmm. and they were so nice. And um, I can't remember either of the ladies' names, but the one couple it was Sal and, and his gal, and then um, the other one, uh, the guy's name was Bobby, and he always wore his. Um, like his Vietnam vet jacket. Mm. And he was one of those, he had like a, a comb over and his hair was that white that's yellow. Oh yeah. Um, and he, he just always, he would stand on his stoop and he would make comments to people. And, um, it's, it's, it's kind of me too. I mean, I don't know if I would have loved it if I was like a young girl, the stuff he would say, but he <laughs> was, he was kind of doing like a Andrew Dice Clay impression almost. And he would just be like, Hey, Look at that beautiful girl. Hey, you can't bother me. I drink Sterno. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, but he, I don't know. He was, he was funny. He would just say stuff like that. Um, and then we, Brian and I had gone back to his folks for Christmas the one year, and we were telling stories about him um, while we played cards over, actually, New Year's Eve mm-hmm. up at their cabin. And then we came back, and we found out he died that night. I'm not saying we killed him or that. I mean, it's just a coincidence, but just randomly we were doing impressions of him for the whole family. And then you took his essence. Maybe that was it. So I guess the moral of the story is don't do impressions. Don't take people's essence. That too. Yes. So do you have any new memories this week? No, new memories, new memories, new memories. See, um, yeah. On Tuesday, I, after work, I went to, um, a meeting at this organization called QDEP. Oh. Um, What's that it, acronym stand for? It stands for um, the Queer Detainee Empowerment Project. Oh, okay. Um, it's project or program. I think it's project. But they were having a letters writing night mm-hmm. um, to send sort of like a, a pen pal program okay. um, to... Uh, to immigrant detainees and, and it was, it was really, it was really, um, lovely. I'm, I don't know. I'm glad I, I'm glad I did it. It was, you know, the more, the more I learn about things, the, um, the more shocked I am by the experiences that so many people have. Um, but it was, it was, the people there are very smart with the organization. They, aside from the pen pal program, they, they give legal assistance to people in detention. And then they also provide, um, different types of, you know, economic and other assistance right. once they're out. And what was really cool was some of the people there, um, to do the letter writing had been in detention themselves. Mm. And so, um, 
meeting them was really great. And they, they told us, um, that, you know, having been on the other side of it to get the letters, um, you know, that they felt, they felt so lucky to be there and be right. able to, cause they know <laughs> one kid, it was so cute. He said that, uh, on the days, if you don't get a letter and everybody else does, you think, what, am I ugly? Yeah. <laughs> like, why, why am I not getting this? Um, and another thing they mentioned that I would never have thought of is that, um, aside from the morale issue of it and the, you know, the human connection and yeah. all that is that it sends a message to the people, the guards and the other people who work in the facility that this person is not forgotten as a human being They're Yeah. They're a person and they have people on the outside who are, right. who are invested in their well being, right. And so if something happens, there may be repercussions. Right. And, really um, that's, you know, that's not something I would have ever considered yeah, before. No, no. Um, you know, and the more that is coming out this week about the different abuses and, uh, at the detention facilities, I can see more and more why that's important. So, um, yeah, so it was great. So I sent a couple letters and, awesome. um, yeah, so that's something they do on a monthly basis. And is there any information that we can support them? Like somehow? Like yeah, a absolutely. I'll put it in the show notes that the website for QDEP and, yeah. um, they, they definitely have different ways that people can get involved if you're interested. So cool. that was, yeah, that was, it was, um, it's something, you know, as the week went on, you know, it yeah. stays with you. So it was, no, that's a, yeah, that's it was, a, it was a cool thing. That's, that's really awesome. Well, that's the end of our episode. It is episode twelve. Episode twelve, uh, season finale, <laughs> is coming up. It's coming up. Yep, episode thirteen. Right, lucky number thirteen. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Tune in. I might have missed something. Nope, yeah. I don't think you did. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we are also on all forms of social me- media: uh, your Instagrams, your Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. We are? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. And you could always email us on uh, brokencorn.gmail.com. Yep. Thank you. Thanks. Happy summer, everybody.